everyone once in a while, it's been said that the game of football, you can always know when your four periods would end and you will come back to the forefront. AC Milan had been in the doldrum for close to 11 years, missing out in the Champions League for seven straight years. It looks like things are looking back up. They need just one point to win the Scudetto. Um, my fellow analysts are looking at me like, why am I starting with that? It's still the best show in the planet. It's news in Santa Sport. We're airing live on a band radio scope and also concurrently on all podcasts, wherever you can get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, podcast as well and you can also watch us if you like to see our beautiful faces on, on our youtube channel my name is onyeka g uh, standing in uh today for debo don't worry viewers and listeners debo is around he's just going to be answering my question today i've got half of the gang with me uh today um it's always nice to see you i've got shay here i also have uh debo the analyst not debo the host uh, Shayu, would you want to say hi? We missed you last week. Hello, sports fans. Uh, welcome to another edition uh, of the show for this week. And um, what a, a great uh, weekend we had in the Premier League. Uh, the quadruple still looks uh, possible for Liverpool. Uh, they did well. Uh, they did another one over Chelsea in the FA Cup. And West Ham actually did them a kind of favor. But uh, we have to look forward to see what Liverpool, how Liverpool is going to respond during the week. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, thank you sure so you're much. Going to enjoy yourself today. Thanks a lot, Shay. You touched on a lot of stuff. Um, amazing week of football, uh, like you rightly said. Uh, let's also wish uh, Mark Noble. Uh, the West Ham legend, who's uh, probably retired, uh, played has played his last home game for West Ham. Um, all the best in his, in his future endeavours. Well, um, we'll get we'll get into all what she has, has alluded to, but let's let's give Debo a chance to hello to to the listeners. Debo, all right, perfect. Thank you very much for that, um, Kachi. It's 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 a bad one where you where you see Jimmy Butler. Uh, on the other side, when you actually had him before you lost him. Uh, that's the story of, of, of the 76 hours. And of course, Oraku Kachi, the aider, actually did prove a point with, with the kind of turnout that James Harden had in game six uh, for, for the 76 hours. Welcome to the show. My name is Nadia Adebali. Fantastic. Yes, when you when you when you shoot only twice in the fourth quarter, when your team needs to get to win that game, um, you can kiss goodbye to the Houston Rocket James Harden. We'll get to the world of basketball pretty soon, but I want to start this week's edition with boxing. Over the weekend, uh, we saw the rematch uh, between Jamel Charlo uh, versus Brian Castano. Um, uh, Charlo claiming his fourth belt after stopping um, Castano in the junior middleweight division. Um, when they met in July, you know, 12 rounds, uh, and Debo, uh, uh, this this would be for you. When they met in July, I remember Debo crying wolf, asking whether there is a, there is a science to how the, the boxing judges determine who wins, uh, and we, we could not give him an answer. 12 rounds could not uh, separate these two men when they met in July. The fight, I believe, was deemed a draw. Uh, but this was never under any doubt. 
Jamel came out, he wanted to prove a point. Um, and not only did he prove the point, he, 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 he did it in such amazing style. You want to give us a review of the fight and uh, what is next for Castano after uh, what is next for Castano after losing this, and what should we expect from Jamel uh, Charlo also after getting his fourth belt? Yeah, thank you, uh, Kachi. Uh, I think uh, this was uh, a, a, a perfect uh, boxing bout for Jamel uh, Charlo. I think the first fight. Uh, he he, he, he he almost lost and uh, if to be to be sincere it was about almost uh, 55 45 uh, against him in that bout he probably should thank the judges for judging that fight a draw and also setting up this fantastic uh, second uh, 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 bout anyway and I think on the night uh, it started the way the first fight also started as at around four thereabouts it was kind of drop between them because the two fighters really you know came out with their type of uh, 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 their style uh, right. uh, Castano coming in to throw the combinations uh, uh, with his left hook and um, one thing that actually made a difference on the night is that the mistake that uh, Jamel Chalo made in the first fight he corrected everything in this particular bout. He tried as much as possible to stay off the ropes. Uh, Castano is the is a combination fighter and he wants to pin you to the ropes or to the corner. Uh, mm-hmm. Chalo avoided that perfectly. And whenever he was also on the ropes, his, his defense was just top notch on the night. He did a lot of counter punching. So when he allows uh, Castano to come close in counter punches. So on the night, uh, he was able to wear down Castano over 10 rounds. And uh, really, Castano really succumbed to tiredness. Right. Uh, I think Castano was getting tired around that 10th round. And that is how Charlo had to capitalize on his, uh, 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 on his uh, poor defense around mm-hmm. that, that, that particular uh, round. And uh, talking about Castano, Castano is a great fighter, has been uh, in it over the years, and we've seen that this guy is a dogged uh, fighter. I, I, I think uh, if he can get the opportunity to challenge for a third fight, that should be what he should be looking at getting. He's mm-hmm. lost his, uh, his belt now, he should fight to take it back. Uh, for Charlo, he's the king of super middleweight at the moment, and um, there is a vacate WBC uh, super middleweight uh, interim belt that's okay. going to be yeah that, that, that that's going to be uh, a battle by I think uh, 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 Benavides uh, next okay. week thereabouts. So for Charlo, I think there will be another uh, challenge for him uh, very soon. And uh, I think that's what he should be looking up to at the moment. He's supposed to defend those belts, even if he wants to maybe go a step ahead. But I, I believe uh, there will be a lot of challenges for him in the form of uh, probably Castano three, 
or uh, David Benavides, <laughs> and uh, and the red uh, and the rest in this particular. Yeah, division. it looks like this division is loaded with um, really good fighters. But you, I think we need to pay good homage to uh, Jamel Chalo because you pointed out two major things, which I believe are the hallmark of champions: correcting past mistakes from a previous fight and making sure it doesn't repeat itself, and taking full advantage of your opponent's perceived weakness or tiredness and not giving them a chance to to come out and make a fight of it. I think those are two hallmarks of champions. Uh, I hope, hopefully, as someone with a Nigerian um, roots, I hope that uh, that would be the story of Anthony Joshua eventually when um, the fight with uh, uh, Yusik, uh, Alexander Yusik comes up. If he can correct his past mistakes as he did um, when he lost his help. Yes. And if he can also take advantage of the emotional turmoil that uh, Yusik will be facing, seeing that his country is currently enmeshed in in a war they, they don't want to be in. Uh, thank you so much once again, uh, Sheik. In other boxing news, uh, Josh Taylor... Um, who was the undisputed uh, champion in the 140 kg category um, was stripped of his belt because he refused to take up the the mandatory defense of his title against Alberto Puello. Um, so the Scottish native was stripped of his belt. Uh, that belt becomes vacant now in the 140 kg uh, category. Let's see what will happen if he's going to appeal for that or not. We're going to segue really quickly to the world of tennis. A lot of exciting things are happening. We know that as summer comes, two major tight, um, grand slams come, come into play. The French Open, which is uh, which will start in a few weeks, as well as Wimbledon. Uh, but you can't talk about the French Open and not talk about the King of Clay, uh, Rafa Nadal, who recently sustained an injury. Uh, playing against Denis Shapovalov, uh, Debo, um, uh, really, I want to come to you here, um, and I'm going to make it a two-way question. The first is, what should we expect now of Nadal? If Nadal potentially misses out on on the French Open, if he doesn't get well on time, I, I don't yet know the severity of his injury. Um, are we going to say your young number nine, number nine ATP <laughs> teenage sensation uh, will become the next uh, the, the favorite for French uh, for the French Open? Or in the other news, uh, Djokovic eventually winning his first title of 2022 has that signaled a renaissance and a resurgence? And should we now take good note of Djokovic? What do you say about this? All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that question. So for um, Nadal, standing it is 13 days away from the French Open, and um, he came out. He came. He was disappointed by the first after the first um, the first round. He felt um, pressure on his on his left foot, left foot ankle, and uh, this is a recurrent injury for him. So he came out mm-hmm. to say. He does not know after the game. He said he does not know what will become of him for the French Open. So probably, probably we might see um, an unfit Nadal, even if he decides to come to the French Open. And what that basically tells us is Akras, who, who 
is the new the newest sensation mm-hmm. or should i say the newest kid on the block showing the guys what could be done and how it should be done especially for the young young kids like like himself um i was expecting to to put up to 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 put up a good challenge in the french open basic maybe not winning probably winning but i'll i'll, I'll say without nadal he has a better chance an increase of chance and of course for for djokovic he won his, he won his 100 uh 1000 victory 1000 career game yeah, yeah. gara game good one very good on mark for him as well he said now he knows how nadal and federer feels when they won their 1000 uh, 1000 game you know so so it's it's a good one for joker as well and the truth is the truth is when joker is fit and not dead Even if Nadal is in the tournament, Nadal is the king of clay. But you can never, never push away the, the mental dexterity of 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 Joker. So as long as Joker is alive, Akaras can is just number second. It's just the <laughs> second guy, honestly. And um, if Nadal is not around, it gives it gives both guys a better chance ahead of players like Tsitsipas Pass and um, Alexander Zverev. And probably we could see Dani Medvedev. As well, potentially yeah. in the French Open. Thank you so much, Debo. Um, so continuing on tennis, um, Iga Swiatek uh, cemented a world number one status, um, overcoming Bianca Andreescu uh, in the Rome final. But beyond just the final, she extended her win streak to 28 straight wins, um, now beating the tie that she had with Serena Williams at 27 straight straight wins. Uh, I think that's an amazing feature. We're beginning to, we've talked about this in the past on our show that while the men seem to be a bit more <coughs> consistently <laughs> dominant, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't usually have that with the, in the women's side of the game. Uh, but I think Iga, Iga is uh, uh, becoming the next big thing right now. Uh, we we wait to see how this translates into the French Open itself. Okay, we're going to move on to the NBA. I, I didn't want to start the show with the NBA. Um, one amazing thing this weekend um, in North America w- was called the Game Seven Weekend because across two sports between Saturday and Sunday there were seven Game Seven games to be played, both in the Hockey Stanley okay. Cup play and also in basketball. I'm not going to bore you with uh, with all the Stanley Cup drama, except to say, as usual, the Toronto Maple Leafs fumbled the bag. Um, I will leave it at that. But we'll go straight to the NBA. <laughs> They, well, that was for you. We'll go straight to the NBA. I don't support them. <laughs> two, two amazing games, seven uh, games, one in the East, one in the West. Um, and each one, I believe, are probably there to be taken by anyone who wants it the most. Um, starting from the Eastern Conference, uh, she, I, 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 I will let you, let me know if you have a thought, if it's just a quick one. But we've seen uh, between the box and the, and the Celtics, this game has, has tilted over back and forth. No team won two straight games in the series. Um, each team has won away from home twice. Um, game seven is important. Yanis, 
for all the attempts by Emel Udoka's led Celtics team, still gets his 40 points, 11 or 12 rebounds every game. The biggest challenge has been the supporting cast not coming to play. Uh, the Celtics, when they win, they win in a blowout. Right now, as we speak, it's 42-42 in the second quarter. Who wins Game 7? Who goes to the Eastern Conference Finals to face the Miami Heat? Shay, do you have a say? He ran away. <laughs> Shay's frozen. Shay, okay. go ahead. Shay, Shay, if you can hear me, who do you think gets to the Eastern Conference Final between the Bucks and the Celtics? If not, uh, Debo, you want to take it away? Ah, uh, God, that's that's like like the Canadians will say. They will say good question when the question is too is too hard. You just say good question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat it like the Canadians. I'm gonna say that's a very very good question because honestly, uh, Kachi, I don't know. I don't right. know. Um, mm-hmm. on a night game six, uh, Yanis shot forty five points, and unfortunately. The whole, the whole, the whole of the other, other, other cast in the team shot less than forty-two points. That just mm-hmm. goes to show you that without Yanis, they are nothing, mm-hmm. right? And of course, with 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 their starting starting lineup on on Sunday, I see Lopez starting. I'm like, oh wow, that's that's a new that's a new one for them. But of course, I feel I strongly feel that the tactical play of the Celtics might just edge edge this. Uh, they want to do their three points all around. Uh, um, um, Jason is, is Tatum is shooting very well, prolifically well, and of course the supporting cast in Smart, um, Hartford, they are doing their job pretty well to support him, and that's that would potentially be the difference between the Bucks and the Celtic for for, for Game Seven. So honestly, if I have um, a gun pointed to my head and uh, I didn't choose, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say the Celtics. Although I want the box to qualify, but I'll say the Celtics for this one. Yeah, I, I actually think the Celtics win this as well. Uh, one other thing is, I think whoever comes out of this series will ultimately win the NBA championship. I hope <laughs> I'm Because, I mean, this is probably the, the toughest series. Uh, yeah. Yeah, credit to what Memphis Grizzlies did and, and, and what uh, uh, Luka Doncic has been able to achieve with the Dallas Mavericks, which we'll get to very shortly. But in Jason Tatum, the Celtics have discovered their star for the future. And, you know, we, we want to see players form big on the brightest stage. Yanis continues to dominate and prove to everyone, whether you vote him in regular season MVP or not, that he is the best player hands down in the NBA right now. However, Jason Tatum, taking all the criticisms in game two, game three, has come up trumps in games four, games five. Although, yes, there were criticisms on why he didn't take the shots that uh, Marcus Smart tried to take and was was, uh, robbed uh, by Drew Holiday. But in game six, he took over. He's a big star. They don't... 42 points. They definitely do not miss Kyrie Irving or whatever he was trying to bring. And I think they have just enough. Yes, they've gone big. Uh, they, 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 the, uh, the Bucs have gone with a big lineup. Uh, but I, I know that every time Celtics play small ball, 
they've been able to overcome whatever big lineup they have. So they put a lot of bodies in the paint and they are daring the Celtics to shoot the trees. Uh, because if you have Bobby Portis, Yanis, and Brook Lopez, yeah, you know, just protecting that perimeter, protecting the perimeter. them to drive into. So let's yeah, see, yeah. The, let's see what will happen. But I think the Celtics win it. As you can see, I'm staying lucky. The, the, the Celtics will get to win this one. They are, they are both, they are both great, actually. <laughs> so, so, but so. I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the which represents the Boston the Celtics. Celtics. So, so, so that's it. I, I think Celtics win it. Um, before we move on to the Western Conference, uh, Shay, if you can, if you can hear us, uh, let okay. Uh, thanks, uh, welcome back, Shay. Before we move to the Western Conference, let's just send our condolences to the victims of the shootings in New York and in Milwaukee over the weekend. Um, our hearts goes out, go out to the families. Uh, we we pray that this continues to stop, but we also understand the times we're in and the environment we're in. Uh, we're in. We just continue to sue for peace. Shay, I'll come to you. I know you are more of an Eastern Conference person, but I'll still pose this question as quickly as you can. Dallas Mavericks, everybody said, okay, look, without a second star, Luka Doncic should not be able to do what he's doing. That the Phoenix Suns, who have the best record in the NBA regular season, <laughs> should be able to beat these people at least in six games. But what we are seeing now is a Mavericks team taking the Suns to seven games. Game seven is in Phoenix. Phoenix has not lost. I don't think they've lost in Arizona this series. I can't remember. I think every team has won their home game. So, the advantage is the Suns. But Chris Paul, the veteran Chris Paul, the last four, three games has played like the old man he is. He's not moving fast. He's getting into foul trouble. So the question is, do you think the Phoenix Sun will win this game seven? And should we expect a big game from Chris Paul? Or as Father Time finally come up and cut up with Chris Paul? Shay, you can hear me. Yeah, thank you, uh, Kachi, on this. Um, I think uh, I, I, at the moment, the series is uh, leveled at 3-3, and uh, yep. this is actually the decider uh, game seven. And I think uh, for the Suns uh, to be playing at home, uh, I think they have the edge uh, on this. And um, I'll probably put my... Actually, put my money on Phoenix Suns. Uh, obviously, you know the Dallas Mavericks can also come with uh, 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 their style of game to change, mm -hmm. uh, to turn the whole tie around. But I, I, I think I'll stick uh, with the Phoenix on this. I, 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 see, see, I, I know it sounded like a trick question, but the truth is, I also think the Suns win this, although. I believe the Phoenix Suns have the better team. I sincerely believe Luka Doncic is the better, the best player in that series. I'm not saying in the league, but in that series, is the best, is the best player. He just needs his support cast to come up big. Come to the party. To get his 33 and 12 without a doubt. But can he get the other guys going? That has always been the edge LeBron has. LeBron, when it comes playoff time. He will get his triple-double without a doubt, but he keeps his triple-double to the fourth quarter and makes sure his role players are hot enough 
and are giving him the points. Uh, the game sevens will be really interesting to watch, uh, and uh, I can't wait, can't wait to see them. But before we do I, that, I, 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 need, I need to hear my opinion. I'm going for the dollar man. Okay, okay, so, uh, uh, okay. honestly, I'm not, I'm, not honestly. To, I'm, not going, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to let you say. What do you think will happen in game seven? For me, I I just feel Luka will be too much to handle for 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 CP3, and that will make all the difference. Uh, David Booker is not is not a right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, truth be told, he's not a right now. And you look at David Booker and you look at uh, Chris Paul; those are the big guys from 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 the Suns. And the way Luka is doing right now, the way he's playing right now, he's playing like someone possessed. From from attacking the paint to doing the three, you saw the you saw the step back that he did, the, the mm-hmm. step back that I posted the on, re- on the social. Yeah, the, yeah. It's, so it's, it's like he's he's putting he's putting his best just to show us that okay, guys, I might be the only guy guy in Dallas doing this, but I can assure you that I can we can, we can do this with me playing on top of my game, and he's showing he's showing that honestly. And I'm wondering, Kachi, I'm wondering why. Uh, Luca and Giannis are not or, or, or Embiid are not the MVP during the regular season. They have to give it to to Joker, which sounds like a joke to me as well. Anyways, <laughs> just just well, just to put it out there. Well, I, I actually wanted us to use that to engage our fans. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, since you have announced it, yes, during the week the NBA announced. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joke the Yoki and the regular, Yoki, yeah. regular season MVP, uh, beating the, the likes of uh, Joel Embiid and uh, Yanis Antetokounmpo. Uh, when you look at the numbers, I mean, the numbers tell you that, okay, yes, he was consistent enough, 29 and 10. Uh, that was what he averaged every season. But as I was discussing with Wally um, on our social media chat, that Embiid also had the numbers. And, you know, it just says one thing, where the regular season MVP, by before before the business end of, of first round of the playoffs, is already back in Slavia. Uh, exactly. Ro- rolling his cards because he just doesn't have the playoff uh, news. Um but big credit to him. I think the NBA just have to make sure that as soon as the regular season ends, the MVP is announced so that whatever is happening, um, you know, just go. Uh, nobody, nobody, nobody will cry over, oh, why is the regular season MVP missing from the playoff? You announce the winner and then we'll face the playoff squarely. But before we even leave NBA, let's do yep. a diagnosis of the Miami Heat. <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers series as oh, well man. as Golden State you gotta, Warriors. You got to do that, right? And the Memphis Grizzlies series. So the Golden State Warriors advanced to the Western Conference Final um, after they defeated the Memphis Grizzlies in Game 6. Um, game 6, Clay Thompson came to play and he blew, <laughs> he blew out the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm not going to spend too much time there. That's really not where the news is. The news is in Miami, where, or rather in Philadelphia, where the Miami <laughs> went to Philadelphia and punched everybody in the mouth. Um, and Bid gave you what he could give you, especially playing with a broken thumb, a broken orbital, orbital, um, uh, whatever on his eye, still gave you 21 points. But the big man, <laughs> well, and Bid, 
okay. uh, the big man, James Harden. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have we have Olawale on the show. Our our MBA specialist is is back, and I, this is going to go to him, not Debo. Debo is a, a James Harden fan, and I don't want to hear from him. James Harden was brought in to be a number two. Olawale, you're welcome to the show. To be a number two, or at least a one A, one B. To Joel's 1A. A 1B should not be taking only two shots in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In fact, in the two shots he took, it was 4 for 2 in the fourth quarter of a must win game back to the world. And it was something to replace a shy shooter in Ben Simmons. But at by the end of the series, he became a Ben Simmons. Wale. How do we see and how do we ultimately call uh, James Harden's career? Because this is not the first time that James disappears when the playoffs come. Even when he was in Houston Rockets and winning back-to-back MVP or back-to-back scoring championship, he disappears during the playoffs. How is it different from, from uh, Ben Simmons and what will his legacy be? Yeah, um, uh, guys, um, welcome once again. Uh, as far as uh, James Harden is concerned, uh, a lot of analysts have actually started comparing him with some great players in the past who get it done during the regular season but couldn't do much uh, during the postseason. Alex English and some and some bunch of guys like that. Uh, for now, for me, I think there are two likely things that we might be looking at. James Eddy, with what we have seen, is actually a flop. He has actually flopped. But some people are saying, some people are saying, um, probably that James Eddy actually wanted, uh, what's the name? Uh, his, his former manager, his okay. former, uh, no, uh, Mo- Mike Antonio. Mike Antonio. Okay, Mike, Yeah, Antonio. That probably is intentionally playing like this so that they will get, um, Rivers fired that it could be a whole conspiracy plan between Mike D'Antoni, um, Doc Rivers, and uh, Mike D'Antoni. What's the name of this uh, manager, Nigerian manager, Daryl Murray, Daryl Murray and, yeah. and James Eddie? But for me, I just think it's probably more than that. I think it's probably a signal that uh, James Eddie might be slowing down. Either that hamstring has not eaten very well, mm-hmm. or he's lack of keeping in shape is probably catching up, catching uh, up with him mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh thank you so much i personally i personally adebo i will come to you before we go on this quick break i personally don't think it's a conspiracy theory i know for certain that and 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 this would lead to my question i know for certain that the james Harden of old has gone now debo back to you since you wanted to ask. Joel Embiid at the post-game interview openly, as usual, because as an African man, he doesn't know how to cut corners, came out to say, well, the whole world is expecting the Houston Rockets had it, but he's gone. What do you think that comment will do to the chemistry of the team? Because now they've come out to announce that Harden will stay. They've also announced that Doc Rivers will be staying. How do you think both of them would mesh 
in the off season. Will James Harden force his way out again by coming in, weighing five hundred pounds as he has done the <laughs> last day? But that's for you. Uh, okay, just just to put it out there, uh, some people are just a bunch of players here today, <laughs> and unfortunately, they are the anchor of the he is the anchor of the show. Um, and I'll take you back. Honestly, Game Five, James Harden was 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 fantabulous, like fantastic. 100% true be told and um, I will agree with you James said I will agree with Joe Embiid we can't see that James Harden of, of Houston Rockets Eastern Rocket. honestly we can't see that and um, it's due, it boils down to different things one it's about his physicality the way he takes care of himself his seriousness his professionalism to the game as well and the fact that James thinks I can I can weigh I can weigh 150 pounds right now, and in in two weeks I'm going to shed it up. It, it's it's still going to come down to situations like this. But like Joe Joe jo did gloss it over as well, saying we would never see the James Harden of Houston Rocket. But we should understand that he's a playmaker. He's a playmaker right now. We, we won't see that. We won't see that aggression. We won't see that aggression. And I feel. Without without trying to make a big a big um, case for for James, I feel the change of rule the NBA as well affected James in the course of the season, one hundred percent. And for the for the chemistry, I pre- I'm pretty sure that he would not try to force his way out because if he does, uh, close close um, off season, even people like like me that makes a uh, case for him might my, my, my run out of excuses. So I feel I feel it's going to stay with some success and I feel, I strongly believe and like like you said a couple of weeks ago, if Tyrese Mera can uh, step up and become the number two that you pretended that he is, uh, maybe, maybe the, there won't be so much pressure on the deciding cup um, going forward. Thank you, Shay. And I'm actually, I'm Debo, sorry. I'm happy to be a hater uh, because I've given James Harden benefit of the doubt on several locations. I used to enjoy his style of play, but you know, the playoffs is where you make your your money, where you make your name. And unfortunately, I don't think he's done enough uh, to be in the uh, playoff folklore. Um, James has uh, a player option this season, similar to what Kyrie has, because of the reputation they have. I think they have no they have no option but to take up the options uh, rather uh, pardon the play on word but they have no choice but to take up these player options because I mean they don't they don't even have leverage to negotiate. I don't want us to go into a Kyrie Kyrie Irving, uh, Irving story um, because it's becoming very boring. Uh, but Olaale, since we discussed Game Seven before you come uh, you came joined us, I want to get your take uh, and this has to be really quickly. What happens? In the Eastern Conference semifinals, Game Seven, right now, who wins it, and where will that victory come from between the Bucks and the Celtics? Olaole, <laughs> we can't hear you. This year, 49, 47, right? 59, 47, right now. The Celtics. Okay, the, th- the third quarter. Yeah, third quarter. Right. We seem we seem to have a problem with Olaole's sound. Uh, what will happen is, guys, we've got a quick break right now. I will come back. Uh, before we go into the football segment, I will come back to get Olawale's take on this, and then I will continue my hating of Debo's Arsenal State. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. Perfect. Olawale, continue. 
so Kaki, like you asked, for me, um, it's very early. Uh, just like we've seen throughout the series, it's been back and forth. And uh, sometimes, like in game five, everybody thought probably Celtics should have won. And surprisingly, the fourth quarter, Milwaukee Bucks pulled that off. And when you when you think probably, okay, Milwaukee should close out the series in game six, then the Celtics out of nowhere, that's what you say, Casey Tatum probably pulling a LeBron 2011 against the Celtics in game six at the Garden. So, mm-hmm. ah, it's going to be difficult. Honestly, I think it should go back, it should go down to probably the last two possessions. And the team that make the less mistake, I think we carry the day. I don't want to jinx any of these teams. I just think it will keep... Olaole just like to sit on the first. Olaole, who's going to win? <laughs> Celtic or so, box? Choose a side. It's going to get to the last two possessions. I am Olaole, I don't want to jinx any of those things. If I didn't know, if I didn't know the names of the people who have already bought their APC nomination forms, I would have said you are going for a political position. That was me, as neutral. No, 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 no. Let, let me tell you. See, I, like I said, honestly, I think it will get to the last two positions. But if you ask me, who do I want to probably? Who do I want to? That's just it. But that doesn't mean that's what is going to happen. The box just as But I don't. I, I, probably, I sincerely probably want. Well, I used to move closer to your mic. We can hear you very well. So I probably just want the Boston Celtics to okay. Uh, quality. Welcome back. Thanks for staying tuned to, to our show. We, 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 we couldn't have been doing this without your listening and your, your support. We'll move straight to the football section. A lot of interesting stuff happening during the week. Arsenal continuing to remain inconsistent. Yes, I'm saying that. Um, and handing over um, the, the advantage to possibly finish in the Champions League position to Sports Midweek. Uh, Rob Holding doing a doing a Rob Holding. Um, Arsenal lost the game uh, to 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 sports. to sports. Hurricane also doing what Hurricane always does whenever it's time to play Arsenal. Now Spurs have followed that up with a one nil victory over Burnley uh, uh, during the weekend and now currently sit four. Although they have played one game more than Arsenal. Although I need to say this that if Arsenal should win out irrespective of whatever sports is doing, they will finish for. Shay, I don't want to ask an Arsenal fan this question. Who finishes fourth? And if Arsenal should miss out on it, where did it go wrong? Um, okay. Uh, uh, in the in, in, your your first question uh, is who finishes uh, fourth? I still mm-hmm. uh, think Asna is going to finish fourth, uh, not because of Deva, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just think uh, they are, they are going to stumble over the line, right? Uh, I, I I think uh, they got it wrong uh, when uh, Ateta decided to play. 
Lacazette for for two or three months without scoring, and eventually decided to bring in Nketiah. And um, also, he lost Thomas Partey at a point. He forgot that they had uh, another player that can at least play similar to Thomas Partey in Eleni, and uh, he lost. He lost, I think, like two matches in a row before coming back to his senses. And we've seen him do that all over the season. And if it happens that Tottenham eventually nicks this fourth spot from Arsenal, definitely Ateta needs to look back at the decisions it made all through the season. Uh, I, I, I'll say it starting from Aubameyang. I, 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 I'm sure a lot of people will say uh, that is part of it. But I think the decision of, uh, like I said, staying as a top knife for so long in this season really had that effect on the Arsenal team. And of course, the Maspate injury, and he had to lose six points to understand that he needs to bring in someone that is similar to Thomas. Yeah, actually, lost nine. I think nine points. Lost nine. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine that's in fact wow. that's that that's close to being the third place team in the in the EPL. So right I now. think that's where it got it wrong. If they fail to make the top four, but all the same, I think that they are the team to stumble uh, over the line uh, as regards this uh, top four. Or, uh, uh, yeah, Debo. Uh, I, okay, let me ask you this because I really have another question for Laoli. So, Debawas, <laughs> considering uh, the last two uh, games that Arsenal has, uh, Newcastle salvaged their season when they brought Eddie Howe in. So, it looks like they, they are probably planning for next year, especially when they will have a fit uh, Kyrian Trippier back and maybe make some splash in the transfer market. But the last game of the season is against an Everton side that needs the points to survive right now. Everton currently sits, they sit 36, or they have 36 points after playing 36 games. Uh, just one above Leeds who have played, played one game more. How do you think this would help Arsenal's course when they play a very, a very physical team? I sincerely, I sincerely want to tell you that Arsenal should start preparing for the Europa League. I really want to say that. But, um, they can win out. It's Newcastle, it's Everton. These are not two teams that should threaten them. Although we saw Arsenal lose to Southampton, lose to Brighton and Hove as well. But are you going to echo Shea's sentiment to say, okay, it's Arsenal's to lose or they've already lost this? Yeah, um, for, for anybody that is sincere, um, this project is a year early. Nobody expected Arsenal to be, to be challenging for the Champions League this season. Um, this is a bunch of young guys and I feel the nerves might not help them. Even as a viewer from, from the edge of my seat um, on Thursday against Sports, I felt the pressure uh, on the part on the part of Arsenal. I don't think, I think if they, they eventually, they eventually get to the champ, get the last chapter of six slots, it is a big plus. If they mm-hmm. don't, it should not be a big deal because the project is a yearly. And uh, the real question or the real statement is if you can defeat Newcastle from home and everything at home, then you don't have a business. Um, 
rubbing shoulders with the big boys. So if Asta cannot do do it over the next two games, um, I feel sports will be a better and a more worthy uh, representative for England in the Champions League. That's my uh, and, then, and, 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 and of course, you will hope and pray that by F, um, 2023-2024, the English teams do well enough so that Arsenal can enter... Uh, <laughs> We already, we already did. City, City was in semi-finals, and of course, uh, uh, Liverpool in the finals as well. So we already did. But, but, but honestly, okay. that that that's the way I feel. And okay, I feel sports thanks. sports have a better manager and a, a better crop of players than Arsenal. So I, I I tend to agree, but I just think that the Arsenal guys, yes, they may feel they may be younger, but they've been together way longer than the sports team currently has. Uh, there's been a lot of movement um, in sports that they shouldn't even be as consistent as they've been uh, so far. Alale, I'm coming to you. Uh, we thought when uh, Liverpool dropped points against sports that the season was over. That all Man City had to do was coast to the finish line, beat West Ham, and uh, can't remember and, and and obviously beat Aston Villa. But they slipped up even though they still showed proper champion quality to come back from a two-goal deficit to draw that game. Riyad Mahrez missing a penalty that could have made it 3-2 and possibly game season over. But now they need to win at home, let's not say the least, at home at the Etihad against a Steven Gerrard-led Aston Villa. And this is on the proviso that Liverpool wins out. How do you see this season ending? Someone, someone told me that because last last weekend was the tenth year anniversary of the famous Aguero, that it is going to be the same thing this time around. But in this this time around, it will be Liverpool, maybe Firmino or somebody else being whose name will be screamed as they sneak this title out of Man City's hand. I want to know what you think. Who finally wins? Well, uh, I think this uh, this late sort of go for Liverpool is is coming a bit too late uh, because as at the time the game was actually two zero, I looked at the what do you call it? I looked at the good goals difference between the two it sides. Five five goals. Yeah. yeah, it was still five goals. Even at that point, if the if City had lost. Liverpool will have a lot of work to do against Atlantic tomorrow and probably have to score because uh, they have to score like probably four or five goals. And with what we saw over the weekend, as we got to the FA Cup, a couple of players are out with injury or are carrying one injury or the other. Van Dijk, uh, or what, what do you call Osala. it? Uh, Osala. And for me now, I think uh, it comes down to what club actually wants the most because. If, if City had actually won today, I'm not sure. I, I think uh, we'll, we'll probably have seen a bit of rotation of part of Jurgen Klopp. But I think at that point, half of his body will have probably been up on the title. But with this uh, little hope part left by West Ham, it's interesting to see how he's going to approach the game uh, on Tuesday against against Arati. And, uh, we need to hear you better. We need to hear you better. Yeah, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. 
we seem to have lost Olaole there. Um, Debor, why we get Olaole back? Uh, Olaole, please let us know when you are back. But why we get Olaole back? What do you think? I mean, we saw Patrice Evra, uh, Dimitar Berbatov, <laughs> and uh, Clarence Sedov criticize uh, Pep Guardiola's team that they lack leaders and they lack men. If they need to win, and the pressure is on them against a team that we know uh, uh, Gerard will set up to be defensive in nature. How do you think this will play out? Who wins this league? Honestly, it's City's lose. City is going to win the league. Um, it's like Alali said, um, and I don't like agreeing with Alali, but it's a little <laughs> bit too late. Honestly, uh, Liverpool have done themselves a word of good if they've won against Pors. Uh, but the way sports are set up, it's going to be difficult for you to, de- to defeat them. A slip up on the pa- part of City, but last day, they need a victory. They have the quality. Right? See, I exactly. think they're going to do it. They have the quality. Okay. They're going to do it. Allow me. Allow Like you rightly said, Villa, we've seen Villa. They are a bunch of inconsistent teams. You don't know how they will turn out. Exactly. Of course, it's cool. There could be some nerves here and there. It shouldn't be on the part of Massey, you know, even Liverpool will feel it against Wolves. I just think it's, we've seen, we've, in the last 10 years, we've seen City beating Liverpool to titles uh, at a very, oh, like, so something looks very close. By the end of the City, they edged it in 2014. The same thing happened in 2019. Probably the same, uh, initially, left for me, I think I wanted Liverpool to probably win the league initially and City but as it stands now I won't I won't lie to you I don't want Liverpool to win I can't stand them probably doing a quad drop <laughs> so <laughs> so, the, so but, 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 but on, on a more serious note I just think it's a bit of late hope I don't see City what we lost, uh, stumbling against against Aston Villa I, I don't see that. And I tend to agree with both of you. I think City is just too good and Aston Villa is not that good of an opponent. Um, this was the... this West Ham was the opportunity Liverpool needed, but they did yeah, not exactly. take advantage of this first game. I think, I, I think if, if the uh, uh, injury crisis, the defense of Man City probably came like seven games to so I think uh, uh, if City had suffered these uh, crises they are uh, they are currently facing with their CBs, probably seven games uh, to the end of the season, I think it would have been a different ball game because that is one area that is very easy for teams to target. Because that was my concern against going to the game against West Ham. West Ham is one of the best teams when it comes to scoring from set pieces. And with Fernandinho, the lack of pace, lack of height, you just know. As Lichenko was a lot of problem today, his position was so poor, he was responsible for those two goals. So, but I think it's too late for teams to capitalize on their fragile defense at this point in time. I think they'll get the business done against Aston Villa. And I expect them to do so as well. But we'll move on now to the FA Cup. Um, Liverpool completed the cup double. Um, in England, uh, defeating Chelsea, who surprisingly won yellow, even though we know that blue and red don't clash. 
uh, I don't know. Somebody said they wore yellow so that uh, Liverpool will not know that they are Chelsea. They are playing against Chelsea. I don't know if that's the, if that's the truth. But one key fact I wanted to bring up: the last time Liverpool did the cup double in England, they, they ended up winning a trophy in Europe as well, beating Alaves uh, in the then UEFA Cup final. Shay, I really want to get your take on that on that FA Cup final. The first 20 minutes was a band-storming performance by Liverpool. It looked like they were going to blow Chelsea out of the waters. And then this, Chelsea steadied it. But if, there was, if there's been a problem facing Chelsea all throughout this season, it's the, the profligacy of the attackers and the fact that they don't take their chances. Lukaku had 15 touches in 85 minutes. I don't think he had any clear cut one. Christian Pulisic keep letting critics have more weapons to use against him, missing chances and ch- against upon chances, upon chances, upon chances. Luis Diaz was very lively. Um, I don't know how the Liverpool scout team were able to get that young man and get him for whatever price they got him for. 85 but, million. Yes. Chelsea, Chelsea held up. The game got to penalties. We knew this time around it wasn't going to be 2019 or 2029. But the first person to blink was their captain, Aspili Quetta. Uh, Mane, uh, just a case of familiarity, just didn't know where to go, either side of Mendy. Uh, but uh, the Greek scouser in Costa Simicas eventually won the second trophy for, for, for Liverpool. Amazing fit, two games, they're becoming Wembley champions. And it's a very interesting uh, statistics. Mason Mount now has the unenviable record of having lost six finals played in Wembley. Um, after your review of, of this of this match, what's next for for Chelsea? Do they sell Lukaku? Because I mean, I really don't know what to do. They brought in a Charles a, a Barkley to play, I almost said Charles Barkley. They brought in a Ross Barkley to play in the forward line because, I mean, Kai Havertz failed late fitness test. Uh, Timo Werner pulled his hamstring during the warm-up. They brought in a Ross Barkley who started a game last in January, I believe. A review of the game and what's next for Liverpool. Debo, uh, what's next for Chelsea? Debo, for you, what after she is done, what's next for Liverpool? Will it be a failure if they win the well, they win this two cup and lose the Champions League and the league? Will this season be called a failure? But Shehi, you go first. Yeah, uh, thank you, Kachi. Uh, what uh, what what uh, a game uh, at the Wembley Stadium actually? And um, I, I think uh, the loss of Salah uh, in that particular game was what. Uh, probably restricted Liverpool from scoring in that uh, in, in that tie. Uh, you can recall that the first, just like you said, the first 20, 25 minutes, Liverpool was rightly on top. I still wonder how they did not put one past, uh, past uh, Mendy, Mendy in that particular match. And uh, the moment they lost Salah, I don't know if it's a little bit of psychological switch for Chelsea or for Liverpool. Uh, the game suddenly steadied to the point that uh, Chelsea also tried to put one and two together. Um, 
Chelsea also could have actually won the game. They had their chances. They flopped it. Uh, you mentioned uh, Lukaku, what to do with Lukaku. I think uh, a player that you buy for that amount of money, I'm sure Lukaku is going to be one of the top earners in uh, Chelsea at the moment. If you have a suitor, I think he has to leave. Uh, why? It seems uh, to uh, Tuku's way of uh, uh, Tuku's formation or his strategy or his way of play is just not going right for Lukaku. And this is a big, big, big problem for Chelsea. I would rather have them uh, change, uh, 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 probably change up strikers. Uh, Kayavat has actually excelled a little bit in the last, uh, maybe last four weeks thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And I think next uh, season they should be looking at playing with Kayavat if there's an opportunity to get another striker and let Lukaku go. If there's a club that can pay his wage, I think. They don't need Lukaku in that team. Uh, in as much as I really like Lukaku type of striker, uh, it's just not working for Tuku. It's just not working. And I think this is the time for them to cut their loss and uh, move on to uh, better things. And um, uh, penalty shootouts, think- what? What, 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 uh, imagine penalty, uh, losing uh, in the same to stadium, finals, penalties yes. exactly to the same team twice. You can only wonder what the players of Chelsea will be thinking right now, whenever they meet Liverpool in the uh, same stadium. Uh, Messi Mount, six trophies, six silvers in the same stadium. Uh, man. Uh, I, I, I can only, I can only, I can only feel for the young man. Hopefully, he, 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 he plays for a team that's going to lift a cup in Wembley one day. Uh, Actually, please, before you go to Bebo, I will probably need to ask something about this Chelsea team. Before you go to Bebo, let me ask, ask uh, add one or two things uh, to this Chelsea please, team going please, forward. Please. Uh, they have a lot. They have a tough one with them. Uh, they. They, they need to answer a lot of questions, especially the man that Thomas Tuku. Uh, in as much as we might want to castigate Lukaku, I think their problem is beyond Lukaku. Lukaku might not be that flexible. Probably I'm not a fan of Lukaku. But I think the number one problem is the attacking midfielders who are flanking Lukaku, who are supporting him. They've tried to play without Lukaku. They've tried Kahavad, uh, Mesimau. These are uh, Pep style of a non-center oh, forward, but they just lack the quality up front. Their decision making is very, very poor. If you notice Lukaku, most times where he expect the, to, for them to put the ball, they don't put it. Conte play with this same style with Chelsea, and it look and it looks more certain, more fluid with Hazard and Pedro flanking Diego Costa. It makes that it's as in it makes the formation looks very 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 direct but this time the problem is Akin's edge christian pulisic who could have been better off flanking lukaku they've been underwhelming in terms of their performance they've not been consistent injury and everything they are not reliable and for messi mount messi mount for all, all these industrial uh, um, efforts in the midfield it still lack that bit of intelligence to play as a number 10 in a very conservative formation like this. 
this this conversation information probably is meant for people like uh Rico Star, Demdeco, guys who can create uh goals out of nothing for their striker. Maximal is not that kind of a thing. So they have a lot of things, they have a lot of uh, questions to answer. They need to upgrade the attacking midfield that is flanking Lukaku. If they want to look uh upgrade Lukaku, fine. But as far as long as those attacking midfielders are not upgraded and they still probably want to play this 3-4-3 or 3-5-2 whichever way this problem will still repeat itself the only thing they've been able to achieve this season is i think they are the only they seems a bit more comfortable playing against liverpool they play four games this year and probably they nothing except penalty shootout between the two teams thank you so much uh, because i was thinking about it and i was like okay uh, because I mean, Lukaku is too pricey right now, and if Inter doesn't take him back, it's, uh, nobody will take him at this rate. He has he has burned a lot of bridges. He burned bridges with Manju. Like uh, Chelsea's bridge looks like if he leaves, it would never be rebuilt. If Nigerians who understand me will know what they call Gada, it's probably only a Gada they can build there. Um, so if Inter does not be, does not take him, then it means Chelsea has to build around Lukaku. Um, so, so you you almost uh, to the point echoed my sentiments, which is the attacking midfield has to see Lukaku as central to their success and work for his own, not just success but confidence as well. Uh, Thomas Tuchel has the unenviable record of being the first Chelsea coach to lose three. I think, yeah, was it the first? I can't remember, but he's lost three straight. Chelsea has lost three straight FA Cup finals now. Uh, I think Tuku lost two of those, so the, the last one wasn't him. Uh, Debo, back to the question I, I, I set, set you up for. Two trophies, albeit cup trophies. Maybe not what they are personally looking for, but with the FA Cup, uh, Jogging Club completes its full set of winning every trophy available in England. In fact, winning every club trophy available, full stop. Um, but if they fall short after winning those two trophies with Man City picking the league and the cockroaches that can never die in Real Madrid, doing a Real Madrid over them in the Champions League, should Liverpool consider this season a failure? Uh, for me, I'll say I'll say no. Um, I'll say no, basically. And the reason why I'll say no is that it's not going to be a failure. Is the fact that whether we like it or not, unless it's Asenga winning the FA Cup, the FA Cup is the most prestigious um, cup trophy in the whole of England, if not in the world. You know, so so that is that is a good one on one part. The Cali Cup, not so much. I feel. I feel the Achilles uh, is for for Liverpool right now is the fact that they have two of their best players down to the wires and could potentially leave the club on free. Uh, for all the good things that uh, Blues Diaz have done uh, since he came, it still lacks it lacks it lacks what Mania and Salah brings to the table, you know. And um, if they should at least ensure that those two guys still stays at Liverpool for now. So we see something better with um, uh, the Goyota, um, Diogo Jota, and um, of course um, Luis Diaz in the com- in the in the next in the nearest future. But but for me, it's not going to be. It's going to be a disappointment, but definitely not a failure on the part of okay. Liverpool winning two trophies. 
Thank you so much. Winning two trophies, but whichever way you look at it. Uh, just before, just before we we even leave all this, let me do a quick wrap up of of, the, of games in the English Premier League. We obviously told told you about West Ham's draw uh, with Man City two two at the Olympic Stadium. Tottenham also we talked about it defeating Burnley one 0 Aston Villa finished uh, their game against Crystal Palace in a draw. Same as Leeds United versus Brighton and Hove. Watford already relegated Watford, lost 1-5 to Leicester City. Uh, Wolves drew 1-1 with relegated Norwich. And Everton, who were 2-1 up uh, sometime in, in the second half, contrived to lose to Brentford 2-3. Uh, before we go to transfer news, I want us to quickly segue to, to Italy. And I'm not going to dwell on, I won't reel out all the news but just two news, the two protagonists of the league title, the fight for the Scudetto goes to the final game of the season. Inter Milan, AC Milan holds a two-point advantage, knowing that they only need a draw against uh, a very big banana skin, Sausuolo, who are currently 11th and, and really don't have anything to lose, but have always done it over Milan. In fact, they won their first leg um, the first time they met this season. Inter handled their business against Cagliari, winning 3-1. Um, Bebo, I'm a Milan fan, so I'm not going to tell you what I think. What do you think, Carlos? Do you think Milan, after 11 years, would celebrate winning their 19th Scudetto? Or do you think that Inter Milan will sneak it. I personally think even if Inter doesn't win it, having lost their coach in Conte, having lost Lukaku and had to bring in an inject uh, Jekyll, finishing seconds, either one or two points or equal on points behind Milan would probably still be a success. But that's really not the topic for today. Who wins the Scudetto? Um, of course, I want Milan to win, and I'll be so happy, and I'll like to see the look on um, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Ankalugu, uh, the guy that 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 that, that, that yeah, left yes. Milan, that left Milan to go to 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 Inter. I want them to to win, and I see them winning it. Uh, Sassuolo for all their good works and whatever it is that they their history against against Milan. I feel at the tail at the tail end of of the season. Milan at least will be able to gain a draw from from Sassuolo, and if if um if if Stefan Pioli comes out with the right formation, no gambling, no tackling, no he doesn't overthink it. Just okay. put out the regular guys. Pretty your Leo, I Oliver Giroud is his feet. Just play, play the regular, play the regular formation. Don't overthink it. Don't try mm-hmm. to defend after 65th minute or 70th minute against Sassuolo. I think I think it's a done deal for for Milan, and I hope I'm right. I hope I hope you're right too. I, I'm happy to to proudly wear the jersey next time we host this, especially seeing that I wore the jersey to go play a football tryout over the weekend, and I dislocated my ankle. So it looks like they cannot call on me to help them secure the Scudetto. So they need to play their regular style of football. Let's go to transfer news. The season is wrapping up all across Europe. Uh, we know the league has been wrapped up in France, in, in Italy, no, in France, in Spain, and in Germany. So we're not going to really, decide, I won't say waste our time, but go into the, the news of the games. Transfer news, and in Haaland to City. 
we all knew this was coming, right? For a team that did not have a clear-cut striker, being able to score close to 90 or 90, as of today, 91 goals in the Premier League. How scary or how scared and allowing this is for you? How scared should the rest of the league be? I know you haven't said, but I'm not calling you here. Sit, sit back, relax, and enjoy Olaole Ashe's analysis. Okay, please, can you come again? Sorry. I said, with Enin Haaland joining City, and a team that without a proven striker got 90, has scored 91 Premier League goals so far, how scared should the rest of the league be? Is this another two, three years of domination or consistency by Manchester City? In the, in the Premier League? No, I don't think the rest of the league, uh, they have anything to be afraid of. I don't think, uh, it's. If, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to offer them more than what we've seen from people like Ben Aguero in the past. Whatever he's going to bring, he's going to bring his goals, but it's going to take away some of those goals that were spread around the teams. Uh, the ones that these are Bernardo Silva, all those they, all, it will take away some of their numbers because majorly they have a target man to play through with, uh, to play through now. But a lot of uh, the questions we need to ask is for the Mr. Pep himself. Uh, do you trust Pep to play him as a number nine? Does he probably play him on the right side, trying to cut him in? Of course, some of these things, this will happen. I'm, I'm sure it won't. He won't play the entire of next season as a number one striker. But I just think yeah, it's, it's a good addition to the team based on the squad. That's that's probably what they what they actually needed. Younger than how many years younger than Harry Kane? Somebody should help me out, please. As probably <laughs> lower valuation. But I think one part of the transfer that most people are not looking at is the agent fee, which from reports it's get uh, it's the, the, the ridiculous amounts probably something in the region of 50 million pounds which nobody's actually talking as far as as, as as far as the transfer fee is not that big the agency part of it which nobody's actually talking about is but in terms of the footballing part yeah i think it's going to bring goals but i don't think it's going to be anything new it will be interesting the way the league uh the league race is going to be next between liverpool and uh man city because liverpool if Liverpool have, have actually started the season with a loose diaz that, that gives them a bit of option up front, I think they could have probably a match winner for this year. So I don't think it's a big deal. He's going to bring his goals, but I don't think he, uh, he's, he's just going to take the other ones from the other guys. A uh, very interesting take. Uh, uh, Debo, I'm still looking at you, but I'm not going to get, get your opinion right now. In order to uh, completed transfer news, uh, we know that Rudiger is moving to M Madrid. Um, I think he recently signed a three plus one uh, contract, either three plus one or two plus one uh, to play for Madrid. And somebody said it was because he knows he's going to Madrid that he almost took out uh, Mosala uh, so that Mosala does not play in the Champions League final. But don't ask me where I get all these my funny stories from. In other transfer rumors we're hearing, we understand uh, Lewandowski has told Bayern Munich he has no plans to renew and he would like to try his hand somewhere else. Um, during our production call, we talked about how Lewandowski and Luis Suarez seem to be of the same age because I said, oh, I think Lewandowski will go to Bayern Munich, uh, will go to Barcelona and succeed. 
And uh, Debo said no, but uh, Javi says, Javi says, uh, Javi says uh, uh, he may consider bringing Luis Suarez back. Shay, this question is for you. Will Lewandowski come in? Would you prefer Lewandowski to a Luis Suarez in Barcelona? And I understand you have one thing to say about any Haaland. So say what you have about any Haaland. Only Debo will not say anything about Haaland. Say what you have about Elin Alan and then let me know. Would you prefer Lewandowski, who I think is better, to Luis Suarez joining Barcelona? Okay, thank you, Kachi. Okay, let me quickly just add this to the uh, transfer. I think uh, the gap between Liverpool and uh, Man City is quite wide with the other uh, set of the, of, the, of the league. And your question about what to think about uh, Alan's transfer as regards the Premier League. I think mm-hmm. it's going to widen that gap more. That is the fair. Uh, I recall very well when Aguero, because was quite right with uh, uh, his assertions about uh, Alan might not bring something still fantastic compared to the likes of Aguero. Aguero was a world-class striker over the years he played for Man City. But uh, what I could recall very well is that that actually brought the best out of De Bruyne, creating goals, especially from the wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they play and they move the ball to the right or to the left, those crosses come behind the defenders and Aguero strolls into the box or boxes to tap it in. Alan is perfect for that. So that is what I'm seeing at the moment. But if I think Kaman overthinks again and plays Alan <laughs> in a position where he struggles for two months before eating the ground running, that could actually give Liverpool the chance for the league. Alawali mentioned something about Diaz, which is actually key. Um, if Diaz was bought in January, Salah and Mane going to the Nations Cup and Liverpool is still like three points behind Man City. Liverpool actually could have been the champion for this particular season. So all that being said, I think Alan's transfer is just going to stretch both Liverpool and Man City further from the rest of the league. Uh, I can move over to Luis Suarez and uh, and Lewandowski. Uh, Lewandowski now. I think right now, right now, no striker in the world is close to Lewandowski. Uh, I still, I, I still, I still, yeah, I still believe that. Um, even Benzema? We, even Benzema. Anyway, I think Benzema is the rave of the moment. But I, I still think Lewandowski over the last two, three years is still the best striker in Europe. And if you want to compare Luis Suarez, I think Luis Suarez's good days are gone. Luis should be playing in probably a team fighting for the fourth position in any league, top five leagues. Lewandowski can still be the number one striker for a team that is chasing the champions. Uh, that's ch- chasing the champ. Uh, what's it called? Championship in any of the top five league. Uh, another thing is Lewandowski has actually not just similar to what we discussed uh, pre uh, pre show. Lewandowski has actually played lesser, maybe has gotten exposed to less, uh, what's it called, uh, uh, games, tackles over, and, uh, yeah. tackles over mm-hmm. the long 
maybe the last 10 years he plays mm-hmm. for a team that has not really gone far in, in, in uh, international competitions he has also played in the league with 18 teams which means they play 34 games all season and of course he plays for the team the dominant team so i think he still he, he, he will have quite a lot of uh, you know power in his legs compared to suarez we saw that suarez actually struggled in atletico especially with the pace of the game uh, so uh, if you have to put them side by side Lewandowski, any day anytime okay i i agree with you uh Shane. so talking about suarez suarez uh bidded farewell to the athletic fans I see the club, the club has confirmed that he's living on a free transfer. Real Madrid has also opened contract negotiations with Vinicius Jr. Uh, on a potential six-year extension with a rumored release clause of a billion euros. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And I want to end the show. I want to end the show with this debate. Mo Salah came out to claim that Assad right now is the best in his position. As the right winger. Whatever position you want to put Mosala in, Mosala says he's the best player from the right wing. Yes. I want. Okay. I want to know what your thoughts are on that play. But I'm having a change of hearts, Debo. I'm interested in knowing what you really have to say. I'm, I don't want to be a wicked host. I want to be given the opportunity to host this show because I enjoy doing it. I want to hear your interesting take. It sounds like it's going to be a hot take about an inhalant move from Borussia Dortmund to Manchester City. Yeah, uh, so for me, I think um, in in a couple of months, at the start of next season, we'll start talking about an inhalant not being um a guardiola signing was it signed by the board or not and this is this is the reason why i said so um i'll take you back to a couple of years ago when he had uh ibra ibramovic at um at barcelona ibramovic is a is a regular number nine he's kind of static pep guardiola over the course of his career always wants a mobile number nine someone that will move around, someone like um, Lewandowski, someone like Vela, playing Messi, first nine. Um, Aguero did not play very well on that because of that reason. Same thing with Gerber Yuzuz, being a searcher number nine, did not play well on that because of the mobility. And sometimes you see um, Yuzuz playing to the left or the right side off, off, off the, off the off front three because of that, you know, trying to get him to be a little bit more mobile. Alan, if he does not, if he does not um, accept that responsibility of being mobile, being mobile, like not your typical number nine, the go banger, mm-hmm. I can 100% assure you that he's not going to succeed under, under Guardiola. Wow, the that only, is a the, hot take. Yeah, it is. Um, the only reason, the only good thing about the transfer is the fact that Alan is still young. If he can suit his game to what Guardiola expects, then he will succeed. Otherwise, you would see Guardiola would prefer to play a Grealish as his first night than Alan come next season. Trust me. Okay, Dave. Okay. All right. <laughs> I want to end the show and I'm asking you guys this question really quickly, Shay. 30 seconds. 
is Mosala right to say he is the best to play his position right now? And if he is not right, who is doing, who is playing that position better? Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> I can hardly pick out uh, someone to rival Salah at the moment. Um, <laughs> I think. I think at the moment. I think. I think at the moment Salah. Mares, uh, Wizards is not close to them, but I actually think at the moment. So How about Serge last... Nabri or uh, Sane? No. I don't think those guys are close to close to close to uh, Salah. Uh, I, I think Salah Salah's Salah's. Uh, Work over the years has actually tell on his body. That's why we saw a deep inform towards this last uh, part of the season. Uh, if you watched Salah earlier in this season, uh, everybody was saying that was the best player in the world. I don't think those guys are close to him. Salah plays in a tougher league also. Uh, if I should put all those things into consideration, I think overall. Salah is a little bit above the rest of them. That, that would be my you, submission. Do you want to counter what Shei has said, or do you support Shei? If we don't have Olawale, then Debo, do you want to counter this, or do you also agree with Shei? Honestly, it's no, it's no brainer. Nobody's close to Salah in that in that position. I know people brought out statistics to show that Salah has not been at uh, the best taker of the ball, like taking on people. He has, he doesn't have the best assists. But this guy's from that right forward position, he's potentially going to be the highest goal scorer for the fourth time running since he got back to the Premier League. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's precedented by by anybody in the history of the Premier League. He's, he's a legend, he's underappreciated, and he's the best in that world. Honestly, nobody comes close. I'm not even going to tell Shea's um, part saying he's above. Nobody comes close to Salah. Honestly. <laughs> the, the closest okay. to Salah has to be Manny. <laughs> the closest uh, to Manny has to be Manny. Manny. So I'm telling you. Closest is his teammate. can you hear me? If Olaale cannot, uh, I, I will leave the panel to uh, leave this analysis with a panel of three. And I'll say, yes, I tend to agree with you guys. It's unanimous right now, as far as this season is concerned. I also think Mo Salah is probably the best player from that position where, where he plays. Yes, he can do a bit more, like she said, nodding to his assist number, but it's because he set such a high target, goal scoring target for himself as well. And he gets his guess- goals. Catchy, so, guess what? He's on top. He's on top of the assist table in the Premier League as well. Right now, so okay. there you have it. So the numbers back it up. Uh, so the man is putting his money where his mouth is. That's all for us. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. I really want to appreciate your 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 insight and analysis on the game's biggest news. Um, until we meet next week, when hopefully Milan would have wrapped up the league. This is saying continue to support sports, sue for peace wherever you are, and don't stop following us on all our social media channels. This is Kachi the Oracle signing out. Have a pleasant week ahead.
Bye-bye, guys. Have a good day.